Previously on 94 Chill, the podcast. Boy, Morty, I really Cronenberg the world up, didn't I? You got a whole planet of Cronenbergs walking around down there, Morty. Uh, at least they're not in love with you anymore, though. It's a huge step in the right direction. One win and run, coming right up, boys. Bye. just concluded a rewatch of A History of Violence, uh, David Cronenberg's 2005 classic, starring Viggo Mortensen and it's a hell of a cast, Maria Bella, Bello, sorry, Ed Harris, William Hurt, uh, about a man who seems all ordinary, your typical Indiana folk in an Indiana town, he just runs a diner, who saves the day from a robbery and mass murder that was going to occur there through his swift, violent, and brutal actions. This leads to mobsters from Philadelphia thinking this is the long-lost Joey Cusack instead of Tom Stahl, who everybody else knows him as. And the story might be divided in about four acts, really, when we get to the twist. Everything gets resolved, and it's honestly probably Cronenberg's most optimistic ending in many a way. I mean, Naked Lunch, it's pretty much our protagonist is going to repeat the same cycle. Shivers, you're just going to be part of the large orgy. The Fly sequel says, all right, things worked out all right. 
but this is probably Howard Shore's uh, best score for a Cronenberg feature, in my opinion. Like, it's very foreboding and dark, but there's just always glimmers of light somewhere in the tone. There's not necessarily the violence you expect from a Cronenberg feature, at least his works prior. This is just straight-up brutality, and that even goes into the sex, so that's pretty standard for Cronenberg. It's just a very straightforward narrative not a lot of twists you can add to it it's just subtle perfection in all honesty so a history of violence is a must watch for any fan of Cronenberg for any movie lover little hands says it's time to rock and roll bring the noise and thanks for coming back to 90 for chill the podcast this is your host cool movies darth and this weekend i spent the friday and saturday up in evanston for b-fest and i'm gonna drop an episode tomorrow about all of that just to make sure you got about a half hour of material this week i'm going to uh, bring up a episode i did uh in regards to the works of david cronenberg who's pretty much the patron saint of this podcast Videodrome was the best movie I saw in 2019, and then The Fly was the best movie I saw in 2021. So, yeah, strike that, reverse it when it comes to Videodrome. That would be 2020, but I digress. This is just going to be a pretty brief episode, trying to get it into that YouTube time frame of 15 minutes or less. I will just try to jump right into that. I do apologize for some bad audio. These were Some of these recordings were from the spring or the summer, and you got your fans running, and an iPhone picks up about everything. Otherwise, though, if you want fewer double episode weeks, you can uh, become a guest on the podcast. Just send me an email to russthebus07, that's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Or follow me on Twitter and send me a direct message at CatBusRuss. That's at C-A-T-B-U-S-R-U-S-S. And I'll do my best to uh, get you on our show. It's not that difficult. I'll be upfront about that. Just come up with a theme, a movie, a director, an actor. As long as we focus on sub 100-minute material, I'm sure we can come up with some podcast gold. Otherwise, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're about on everything. If you want to talk trash about my podcast, do that at Cat Plus Russ. It's a lot easier dealing with you, I think, than the uh, conservatives that keep popping up in great people's feeds. With all that said, I'm going to send my thanks to Stacia Harden for being my inspiration and still doing this podcast. I hope you guys will enjoy what I drop tomorrow. And thanks again for coming to the show. Superman!
Don't scream. Don't panic. He's dead. And the dead can't hurt the living rabbit. The Prime Minister was reluctant to officially declare a state of emergency, but as any citizen in the streets can tell you, martial law has come to Montreal. Shooting down the victims is as good a way of handling them as, as we have got. just concluded watching the original Rabbit, David Cronenberg's zombie film, I guess you'd say, from 1977, about two years after Shivers, which is a classic, which I think Rabbit might be an attempt to do that, kind of on steroids, with the idea that, oh, we know what the zombie outbreak is and all of this, but it's so, uh, scenes are so pieced together that I think it just doesn't work on a whole. I don't think you're very sympathetic towards Marilyn Chambers' lead, who's the femme fatale in a sense. And there's some great action set pieces, but trying to make everybody know, oh, it's a pandemic based around vampiric rabies. It just, I think the Soska sister remake does it better. They just hint at it at the during the process they get a little more ridiculous with the ritualistic nature of how they come up with their vampiric zombie virus uh compared to how cronenberg does it now everything just ends up being a little bit random like it could make it for a good zombie movie classic b movie stuff but by this point after such a classic like shivers which is essentially a zombie movie sex crazed ones which kind of tops having Marilyn Chambers to begin with, then it just misses the mark. It's not bad. And as I say, there's some brilliant set scenes. Like there's a, I'd love to see a Grindhouse trailer of this, you know, where they give you all the good stuff just to get you through the door. But yeah, I would say this is the first Cronenberg film I wouldn't recommend to anybody, which is a kind of a sad discovery. When I started writing Naked Lunch, people offered their opinions. Disgusting, they said. Pornographic, un-American trash, unpublishable. Well, it came out in 1959, and it found an audience. Town meetings, book burnings, and an inquiry by the state Supreme Court. That book made quite a little impression. Now, 30 years later, Hollywood, in its infinite wisdom, has turned it into a movie. 
30 feet tall in living color. Cover your eyes, America. Run for your lives. You're a marked man, Bill. You're just gonna have to leave town. Tourist class, I'm afraid. Hello, it's Russ Stevens here, and I have just finished getting my Cronenberg fix uh, for the month, perhaps, with uh, Naked Lunch, one of his best-received films, from what I've gained knowledge of. Not exactly a financial success, but it's not like he's ever really broken the top ten anywhere. Probably the biggest money comes from The Dead Zone, his Stephen King adaptation, an excellent one at that. So this film is about uh, William Lee, basically a facsimile of William S. Burroughs, the author of the book. So it's not a direct adaptation, it tells the tale of how William Lee falls into addiction and which leads to him accidentally killing his wife which leaves leads to him being involved with a bug-like culture suggesting they are working for the american government and planting him in an arabic nation just known as the interzone to figure out what the source of all this evil is it definitely i think bears a rewatch just because it's so out there that I think you need it for the context, but it's beautiful. It might be Cronenberg's best directed feature. Peter Weller's, I mean, the actors are all solid. Ian Holm, you can understand why he returned for existence. That's capital X, capital Z. I mean, just the sets, the mise-en-scene, it really just, it's like Cronenberg is kind of directing an adaptation of a play. There's so many thick levels to this. This is definitely worth adding to your collection just to try and figure it out. My experience with Naked Lunch prior to this is the novel, not that I read it, just an association with a lot of junkies back in my mid-20s. But it's an important work, I think, for everyone, and this film proves that. Can I hear a wahoo? 